Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. We were gone last week. I was traveling home from FYA, so I hope you guys understand, but we're back. I have nothing but positive things to say about my trip to Florida. I know a lot of people were concerned about my buddy Evan, who randomly got sick out there. So I really appreciate everyone who reached out after the fact and asked for updates. He's doing better, made it home from Tampa, and I'm just happy he's home and getting better. So thank all of you for asking. I had such a blast in Tampa. I just want to shout out Bob Wilson, Lennon, and everybody else that had a hand in helping put the fest together. I was really blown away at just the awesome venue. I know a lot of people were stoked on the restrooms just constantly being clean. Literally did not feel like I was at a show when I walked into those restrooms. It was awesome. And I just dug the whole vibe. Everybody was like super cool to me. The bands like legit like killed it. I I can't even think of a bad set. I watched so many bands. I got to see bands I'd never seen before. It was just like a really great time. And I didn't even realize like the amount of friends that I had and then like people coming in from all over and us just like coming together for this one fest It was just super awesome, and I'm really happy that I um, made the plans and actually made it out there with my friends and got to experience it for the first time, and I'm telling you now, with the experience that I had, I'm definitely going back next year, so I'm looking forward to FYI 8, but before we start this podcast, there was one specific set that I want to talk about, and it was the payback set. And going into it, I I knew there was a lot of buzz um, about the band. I had listened to the stuff that they had put out prior, even the two songs that that they dropped like right before the fest. And I just literally had no idea what that set was going to be. And during the uh, excuse me, during the set, just seeing the amount of people going off for that band and just like it was like this crazy energy that I, I, I just can't explain. And it still has me buzzing to this day. So I, I just want to shout out to everybody in Payback. That set was awesome. And that's something that I'll never forget. So if you haven't had a chance to check out that band, please stop listening to this. Hit pause. Go to Payback's Bandcamp and check them out they just signed to plead your case records and i'm really really excited for them and looking forward to see what they do in the future but this week we have on my good buddy kevin he sings for a band called burning strong i met kevin back in november when i was out in florida on vacation it was all just by chance and i'm really happy that i met him and was able to get him to agree to come on the podcast and i'm stoked that i got to see him at fya burning strong had an amazing set i love everything that that band's doing and i can't wait for the new record to come out so please strap in enjoy the show and welcome kevin to the podcast
welcome to the podcast, Kevin. Hey, what's up, man? Um, I'm really excited to finally have you on, and I, I kind of want to go back to that night in Tampa. It was the point of contact, you know, <laughs> um, commitment, record release, and to be yeah. honest, it, I'm, it, for me, being there, like it wasn't planned at all. It was always up in the air because I was out in Orlando on vacation. I, I do an annual Halloween trip with um, friends from uh, Boston, New York, Philly, and I didn't even realize that I was going to be in the area at the time of that show. So flying out, I realized like, holy shit, that record release is going to be going on and I'm not that far away. So I, I reached out to a couple people to see if I could like try to hitch a ride. I thought about taking an Uber, renting a car, just like trying to um, get down there like um, like the easiest way possible. And I... Yeah, yeah. I eventually found a friend, shout out to my buddy Trenton. He sings for this band from Minneapolis called Gadget. He um, was driving in from, I think, Daytona, and um, he just went out of his way to pick me up, which I really appreciated. And when I got to the show, like I had no idea what to expect because I'd never been to a show in Florida ever. So I was like, okay, this is going to be really interesting. I wonder how it's going to play out. And I went there, and my buddy Evan, he told me, he's like, yo, he's like, if you're going to the show, you got to make sure to be in there early and check out this band, Burning Strong. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm always down to check out new bands. And especially if it's like a recommendation from a friend, we, we normally have similar tastes. So that piqued my interest. And I watched you guys live. And um, for me, just being like a stranger in your guys' scene, I was like, oh, I'm not trying to be some weirdo trying to like network and get people to come on my podcast. So I just told myself, I was like, you know what? The band is awesome. I don't want to go bug these dudes. They probably think I'm some weirdo if I go and approach them. So I just like minded my own business for like, seriously, for like the first half of the show. But um, at some right. point we just like crossed paths and I I was like, fuck it. I was like, hey, there's a singer of Burning Strong. I was like... I'm just going to go introduce myself and, <laughs> and that's it. Like I, I didn't, honestly, I had no plans to ask you to come on the podcast. I just wanted to go introduce yeah. myself and let you know that I was a fan of um, your guys's band because I really enjoyed your guys's set. And the response I got from you was like really insane. Like it definitely blew my mind. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, I was like walking over to like the merch tables just to go like scope it out. And then, uh, like he came up to me and then like, as soon as he spoke, I was like, how do I know this voice, man? Because it just sounded like so familiar to me. And I was like, um, I, I don't remember if you mentioned you did a podcast or anything like that, but I was just like, I, maybe you, cause you told me your name and I was like, Oh, Jamie, Oh wait, you do this podcast. <laughs> And then you're just like, oh yeah, I think you got you were kind of caught off guard by me asking that. Um, but yeah, no, that show in general was probably one of my like top favorite Florida shows that I've. I mean, I live in Florida, but like that I've ever like been to. You know, like it was just the lineup itself, and then for the fact that it was Point of Contact's record release was insane. Like. I love that record. Like the second I heard it and like, even though when we found out we had gotten asked to, to play it, we were just like, all of us were just insanely stoked to like be a part of it. So yeah, but yeah, no, that show 
Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when I talked to you um, and you asked me if I did a podcast and um, eventually talking, um, I came to find out that you actually listened to the podcast. I was so surprised because I still to this day, like I get like really tripped out when people tell me that they listen because um, yeah. I don't uh I, I never imagined something you know that, that I created and um, am doing like would have like such a awesome reach. The fact that I was across the country at a show in a state that I've never um, you know been to a show at before, and then there's like this dude um, who tells me that he's a fan of my podcast, listens to the podcast. I was like, dude, this is this is mind blowing. This is like totally like insane. It just like made me really happy because it kind of shows me that what I'm doing does have an impact and people are paying attention. So I, I was just really surprised and it definitely made it easy for me to sell it to you because I was like, okay, if he knows about the podcast and I'm just going to ask, because if you didn't bring it up, I wasn't going <laughs> to talk about it at all. But the fact that you told me yeah. that you listened, I was like, all right, maybe he'll want to come on. And I'm, I'm glad I asked. And it feels like it's been ages since that night, but I'm, I'm happy that we finally made it here. I know. What was that? That that was like what November second, I think, was the day. Yeah, yeah. That, it really wasn't that long ago. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely uh, feels like forever ago. But yeah, it was November second. No, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I was really happy that I was able to. Um, go to that show because I, I was talking to Lennon and he mentioned to me that um, me being at that record release, I was getting a glimpse of what Florida hardcore really is like, because obviously like we just experienced FYA and it's definitely hard to kind of gauge the actual scene because there's so many people coming from outside, so many bands traveling in. And yeah, there were the key Florida bands playing that had awesome sets, great reactions. Um, he did mention that me being in Tampa that night for the record release was a good way to experience real Florida hardcore. So I, I was really happy that I was able to make it out there and experience it because I feel like that show was amazing from start to finish. The venue was interesting. I really enjoyed that there was no fights, even though there were like crazy moshing, like people getting straight up socked in the face, shoved in the bathroom. It was um, definitely cool to see that people, um, people understood that, okay, they're at a hardcore show. Obviously if they're near the pit, they're at risk of being hit. It was all in good fun. There was no like weird egos or anything. It was all, it was just a great night. Yeah. I remember what was it? Point of contact that they like like the very end they played the they're like they played their set and they're like okay we'll play one more and then the place just went nuts (laughs) i was like i was on like the side kind of the wall on the other side of the bathroom and there was like probably like i don't know a bunch of people like we're all just kind of together and like the the pit just got like super wide and i remember i was just like scared for my life <laughs> i'm not like a super like big monster or but so like whenever there's just like bigger people like coming after me i'm just like okay nope this, this isn't for me <laughs> but yeah no it was the you mentioning like people getting pushed in the bathroom i distinctly remember that though that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah it, it was wild because the obviously the setup was a little strange so the standing room was literally right by the doors to the bathroom so when people were getting moshed on like the whole crowd was just getting pushed into the bathroom because there's no place else to go because that was the wall yeah um 
I think that was probably like the first hardcore show they've ever had there too. I remember like the, I don't know if she was like the owner, but like the manager lady just kind of like when we first got there, like she looked like a little frantic, just like running around back and forth. And then as like things progressed, I think she like chilled out. So that's good. Yeah, I, I, I did spend some some time at the bar because they were showing the UFC fight that was going on that night. So uh, I did spend a little okay. time watching that. And everybody that worked there, they were super polite to me. So I didn't feel too out of place, even though like we were in a bar for like a super straight edge show. Um, it, it was definitely fun. I, I enjoyed that place. Yeah, no, that place is sick. Um, we'll see if, I don't know if they've done any more shows there since, but um, I, you know, I would definitely play there again. Like they had air conditioning, so I'm always down for that, <laughs> especially being in Florida. By any but, chance, um, okay, kind of want to skip around, but did you go to any of the after shows at FYA? No. Um, so what was it? I definitely wanted to go to day one because I wanted to see. Is it? It's pronounced Fsara, right? Correct. The California band. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. The dude that runs from within records, the uh, cigarette. Uh, he told me about them, and then I checked them out. I was like, okay, I really dig this demo. So I was excited to see them. Long story short, ended up not going. I think we went, the group I was with, like, wanted to go get food. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to end up going alone. And I'm pretty tired, so I'm just going to go with these guys. Um, but I'm glad that they ended up playing the second day. Because um, I was, like, during a vision set. Because I was really hoping to see them. So the fact that I got to see, like, two songs was really sick. Because it sounded awesome. I'm really glad that that was your first time seeing them. Because... Uh- at the after show, like, unfortunately they had like really bad technical difficulties and it really bummed me out. Cause I was like a lot of, um, like it was like their first time playing like in front of a lot of those people. And I didn't want that to be their impression of that band because they sound awesome. It was just their, the guitars and the mic was cutting out. It was just, um, stuff that was out of their control. So the fact that they're able to redeem yeah. themselves the next day and get to do two songs before Envision, it was awesome. Like the way they sounded, the reaction, it was perfect. I, I was really happy for them to be able to get to play and show the, the people in Florida what they really sound like. Yeah, no, they were sick. Um, I really, that was like my first time seeing Envision. So I was like, kind of bummed that their set was shorter but i mean for the fact that sr played you know like cutting into their time like it was totally fine because both fans are super sick yeah and so overall did you have a good time at fya oh yeah no um, dude that venue was amazing uh <laughs> i think they said they're gonna do it there again which is really awesome because i mean the bathrooms alone <laughs> just made it for me they were super nice um day one was super awesome i kind of just chilled most of the day um and then day two uh, i was like more up front like watching bands but both days were super solid and uh yeah that was a great fest 
Yeah, I, I felt like kind of spoiled. Like when I walked into the building, I was like, wow, this is like a really nice place. And yeah, <laughs> and you mentioned the bathrooms. Yeah, it definitely didn't feel like we were at a show because every time I walked into the bathroom, it was never nasty. It was always clean. And I felt like I could just walk in there and use it comfortably and not feel grossed out having to, you know, just try to get in and get out of the bathroom. It would definitely made the experience like really good. The fact that they had those awesome facilities and yeah, I, honestly, like I was really surprised or excuse me, really surprised at how big the room was. Um, cause I, I got there pretty early and I, was really skeptical because the room looked really big when it's empty. But as soon as kids showed up, cause there was a lot of people there. Um, I, I thought it filled out nice. The only issue that I could say is like, I wish um, they would just keep the lights on. Like I, I'm not a big fan of those like stage lights flickering on and off right. that, that to me that gets like a little annoying, but um, maybe it's like the band's preference or whatever. But um, it was like during inclination set, they had like just like the lights on it, like the, uh, it seemed like the most bright setting. So it just, uh, we could see everything clearly. I, I thought that was like the best setting for the fest. And I feel like if every band had that lighting, it would have just been, like way better yeah for sure um yeah i don't know what was up <laughs> with it like i there's like over by the side of like where you enter the doors there's like a thing to change like the lights i don't know if you know you probably know what i'm talking about with like during the day i think it happened more during day two but like the lights kept going down and then back on and i think there was like another place where you could mess with the lights and i think somebody was like fucking with it or something but no the inclination set was insane um that was probably that was my first time seeing them too and it was really awesome definitely having the lights on was good for their set um what was it the gulch set was it was pretty dark i think it was appropriate for their band and then what was the other like really heavy one um so oh fuming mouth they were really sick too. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely do remember them messing with the lights like early day two. I remember I was standing in some merch line and the lights kept going like completely on to just completely off. And it was like so yeah. dark that people were like pulling out their phones and using the flashlights. And I'm definitely like, you know, sure that somebody was just messing around. So hopefully next year, yeah. um, it would be nice to have all the lights on, but that's just as me being like, you know, somebody who attends, that's like the one thing that I would change. Um, but yeah, who knows? Sure. like it's not the worst thing in the world to have them dimmed, but I, I just think it just looks way cooler just to be able to see everything clearly. Yeah, no, I, I think it's definitely appropriate for like for certain bands that you definitely want to have, but like, you want to see everything. Um, yeah, I, but, that was like annoying every now and then just because someone would just like drop the lights and then turn it back on. But other than that, I didn't really see too many issues with it. Like, uh, I mean the main, the big thing I think that you probably saw and a lot of people talk about after was like the sound people, which I mean, I think they were completely unaware of what it was going to be as well. But I don't think like anything expensive there has got like broken or anything. So, I don't 
Yeah, I, I I saw everybody giving the sound guy a hard time on Twitter afterwards, and I didn't, and like I, I definitely get it because um I w- I spent a lot of time yeah. like up front, so I, I did see the sound guy get like frustrated a lot, and them you know having to try to. Um, arrange the cables because they definitely the way they had it day one versus day two is completely different and then the mics kept cutting out so i i, I did see a lot of people giving him a hard time but like i i think he probably wasn't aware either he, he probably just got hired to do like a music thing but didn't probably understand like what kind of music he was getting into yeah uh i mean how do you explain that to someone that doesn't really no, uh, uh it's, I, I mean, <laughs> it's literally the worst. Like when, uh, people ask me like, Oh, like what's hardcore. And I'm just like, Oh, I'm like, have you ever heard of hate breed? I'll yeah. just go to something like, like, like a big band like that. And they're like, yeah, oh yeah. Like I, I know hate breed. I'm like, okay, cool. That's hardcore. And like not yeah. trying to get too like, like in depth about it because there's, there's just so much to talk about. I, I can't just give like a quick description of it, like, and try to get somebody from the outside to understand, which sounds like elitist or whatever, but that's just how it is. It's just like, um, if, if you don't no, know, it's really hard to explain it for you to fully understand it. Cause there's just so many levels to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even like bother if someone's like asking me like, Oh, what is that like? Uh, just hard rock. I just, I just keep it at that. Cause if I, if anyone like hears it or anything, most of the time, the the main reaction is like, you know, I really like the music, but why are they like so angry? Or like, I can't, I can't understand what they're saying. It's just like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. You either yeah. get it or you don't, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, um, it, I, 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 yeah, and it's it's so hard because obviously I want to encourage um, the youth, and um, I'm trying to be super welcoming to it. But it's just like, yeah, when and I hate the term when people say normies because I feel like a normal person, which like I don't know, it's just weird. I, I just don't like um, calling people normies, but yeah, but for the people who don't understand, it's just like I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, like if you're like this far into life and you're trying to get into hardcore, like in your 30s, like there's only so much I can do to, to help you. Like, I, I feel like sometimes it's just better to, um, figure it out on your own. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't really know what to, to say to someone that's like in their thirties and like just getting to hardcore. I mean, I'd be like, I guess I'd recommend bands, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty rare thing for someone to come across and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is my shit. This is what I've been looking for all my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um but overall i loved fya like it was literally like my first time going to the fest and i had always wanted to go but i i just never really had like group of friends who would be willing to travel and I, I never felt like i really had like a solid connection in florida to just go by myself and try to um make things work that way but this year everything just worked yeah. uh, worked out right the people that i surround myself with now they're like into real hardcore and they're down to travel so i was just really happy that i was able to get out there finally for the first time and just the lineup i, I just felt like this like for some reason this, this year was just like really special and like just everything about it <laughs> yeah it, it was great like i, I was really 
happy like with the entire lineup there was like nothing bad for me to say about it it was a good representation of hardcore and I, I was really happy to have made it out and I'm definitely going back next year like my friends and I like we walked away uh, and we're just like okay that was awesome we're definitely going back next year like it's going to be awesome so I'm, I'm really happy for um, the whole team out there Bob Lennon and everybody else that helped out amazing job yeah no I mean, every the lineup for me, pretty much like all of my favorite current bands, like a good majority of them were playing. Um, so I was super stoked to just be a part of it and be able to play it. Um, I mean, even we we played third, and I was just like, okay, shit, I wasn't expecting that. So that was like, even that was a surprise. Yeah, and I feel like what was awesome about that fest is that um the not only like where was like the lineup awesome but i feel like the people who attended were well in tune with what's going on because kids were going off for every band there was n- there was not one set where people were just standing around watching every band had kids going off and like and i'm talking about from like the first band to the last band kids were just going off and like i i thought that was awesome that people were that well educated on the lineup and kids knew what was up i i just thought that was so cool yeah um pretty much every band got a sick reaction which was awesome i was i wasn't honestly expecting much with us cuz i felt like as far as any band on on the fest we probably with the least known um and well i mean even like kids were moshing to us which was sick and a lot of people like after the set like who hadn't heard of us like came up to us and were like told us how much they liked it which was you know really awesome to hear so got me stoked to like put out this new record soon yeah, you know, I was really happy um, seeing you at the fest and um, you uh, keeping like the same energy. Like you were really nice the first time I met you, but I was really happy when I saw you again um, at the fest. You were still that same person, not just like um, treating me like a weirdo because I, I, I always get nervous meeting um, the people who have been on the podcast or people who are going to be on the podcast just because I'm not tr- like I always have to like walk this fine line because obviously um like I don't expect everybody to be my friend, but um, yeah. I, I was just really happy that you were just nice to me. Like you know, like before you guys played, and even after you guys played. So I'm uh, just really grateful for that. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I don't know how. I mean, I get this a lot that a lot of people won't bother like coming up to talk to me or introducing themselves to me because like. I guess I have this vibe that's like pretty standoffish, but, uh, it's really, I'm just shy. So <laughs> like, I won't go out like 90% of the time. I won't go out of my way to like, like just talk to someone, even if like I've met them a few times, just cause I'm like, uh, they don't want to talk to me, <laughs> but yeah, no, if like anyone that's like wanting to come say, Hey, I'm, I'm down to, I'm down to chill. So yeah, it was good seeing you, man. 
Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. And I, I, I definitely get that because, um, it, it definitely is weird sometimes just like, um, having like these interactions with people online, but not really knowing them in person. So when it comes to like, you know, in real life stuff, like it, it, things can get a little weird cause you're not sure if people are the same person they are online, offline. So for me, um, I just go out and try to be myself, um, the same person, um, you know, online and offline, whatever. And I, I always like to go and, um, greet the people who give me their time of day because I, I respect their time and I appreciate that. So, um, whenever I see people in person and, um, I feel like it's appropriate, I, I will go up and introduce myself, even though we've, you know, technically met on the internet, whatever. But I, I, I think it's just nice to go have a face to face and, um, just say hi in person. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, that's definitely something I need to get better at as far as like making uh, the effort to talk to more people that I've met before. But it's definitely like, I think that's, that's fine. Like, you know, meeting someone online is different than in person. So just going out to be like, hey, uh, we've talked before, but like, uh, I'm Kevin, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I don't think that's weird or anything. It's like a pretty, pretty normal thing. Cause, I mean, in this day and age, how many people do you talk to? on the internet compared to real life, you know, pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I definitely have way more interactions with people online, um, just because it's like so easy. And I spend the majority of my time alone because I, I, um, I work like a corporate job, whatever Monday through Friday and, eight hours of that. I'm, Ooh, I'm literally by myself. So it's just like, uh, kind of like in my own world, but, but yeah, it, it definitely is nice to, um, meet the people that you're friends with online in real life. So shout out to everybody, um, that I met at FYA or people that I've already been friends with. Um, I'm, I'm glad that I got to see and meet a lot of new people at the fest. So it, it was really awesome. Um, and it, it was really strange people coming up to me, uh, like telling me they listen to the podcast. I really appreciate that. Thank all of you. Um, yeah, yeah. It was strange. I was just standing there like minding my own business and people coming up and asking me if I was Jamie and, um, I was like, yeah, cool. I was like, thank you. Like that, that shit just blows my mind. So, um, I appreciate all of you, everybody listening. Thank you. You make this happen. I wouldn't do this if it wasn't for you guys listening. So thank you. Hell yeah. But um, how did you enjoy playing the fest? Um, Because you guys did go on third the first day. And I I feel like, you know, it was not that early, but it was still like, you know, early for the fest and um, kids were popping off. Like, were you nervous at all or or were you just trying to live in the moment? Dude, I was a wreck. (laughs) I was really nervous. I don't know. I remember you coming up to me as like I was on stage, like, we were like setting up and uh, I felt bad after you said, Hey, cause I was like, there was like a couple of people I saw like before we played and I didn't really talk much or say anything, but like it, it was like not because of them or anything. It was just cause like, I was so just so nervous. Cause I was like, I really want this to go well. <laughs> um, but like, as soon as we started, I was like, okay, let's go. Um, I thought the set was like good. I thought we sounded really good, um, which we didn't have any like issues or anything, which was nice. Cause I remember at the point of contact uh, release show, I think we had some like guitar issues. Like 
even like on the way, like before we left that day, like Rob's guitar head, um, blew a fuse. And I think we went, to, we met up cause we had a fill in drummer, uh, Tyler from Tallahassee that we went and practiced with before we headed down to Tampa. And I think Tito realized that his head was kind of fucked up too. So we were just kind of like, Oh, we don't know how this is going to go. And then we show up and then lo and behold, <laughs> we had ran into some like te- technical difficulties, but so it was nice. Yeah. Like having FYA, like our set go so well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm um, definitely no issues. And yeah, I, I, I did come and say hi to you before you guys started. And I, I, I always try to be um, uh, like pretty um, like careful with that because I don't want to go up to people and like put them in the wrong headspace, like right before they're set or like directly after just because I know there's a lot of emotions going on. So I um, try to be careful with that. Um, but I, I definitely did say hi to you because, um, I was just stoked to be there in that moment. And it'd been a while since I'd seen you cause I hadn't seen you since, um, since the last time I was in Tampa. Yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, I think it was good that you came up to me cause it like took my mind away from the set for a second. So I was like able to kind of like, I don't know, level set and kind of just like be present in that moment, you know? So yeah. And (laughs) yeah, definitely no problem. I just, um, yeah, I I always just try to be weary and just, um, try to do it when when it feels right. Um, but I I thought you guys sounded great. I I was stoked to see kids go off and, uh, the people that I came with, because, uh, like I said, my buddy Evan was the one who told me about you guys. Um, I was happy that they were finally able to see you guys and they were all stoked on your set. Um, I, I know some of them uh, bought some of your guys' merch. That's how stoked they were. So I'm definitely glad it went over well and glad you guys enjoyed it. Hell yeah. Sounds awesome. Um, so uh, I, I know we're barely getting into the band, but um, you guys are on um, From Within Records. Um, I, I was curious, are, are, are you the guys uh, the only band on that record label right now? No. Um... I know Mobile Terror Unit, uh, Payback, uh, this band from Texas. I think it's called Sheer Force, like straight edge band. And I don't want, I think there might be one more. I don't want to leave them out. <laughs> I feel really bad. Uh, but I think, I think that's all of them. Okay. Because I'm, I'm just basing yeah. it off the um, band camp. So that's what I was asking. Yeah. I think he did a, a thing for Shackled as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's fairly new. So I think he, he like started it uh, last year. Okay. Because our demo was like the first thing he put out because uh, we're all like bros together. And I, I definitely think it's interesting that you call it a demo because I feel like it's just so well put together and you guys oh. uh, I named <laughs> it and it, it's like, you know, normally like, you know, demos are like four tracks or whatever. But but I, I was definitely going into this, you know, thinking that you'd call it an EP, but I'm guessing it's your demo. I, I never know how you guys decide, but. Um, I definitely, um, was into it when I first heard it and, uh, I, I just wanted you to talk about how it all came together because I, I know you guys are like a newer band and I was just curious how you guys all met up and decided to start this band and how'd you guys end up putting the demo out with, from within records? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we all 
go like back years. Um, so it was the drummer, Matt, and then uh, guitar player, uh, Rob. Uh, Rob played in Malice the Palace, and Max filled in for Malice quite a few times. And um, we all play in like a bunch of different bands together, like over the years. Um, but how the band started was uh, Mac and Rob were kind of like jamming some stuff that Rob had because he wanted to do like a melodic type band. Um, I think he he probably wrote like five songs or something. And they were trying to figure out who they wanted to get um, to ask to like play in the band with them. And I think they threw my name out there and excuse me, sorry. Um, and then I was like down because like melodic stuff is that's like my shit like from the get-go um and once i joined we started like writing some new some newer stuff like uh the demo is like three songs i wrote and then two songs rob wrote and then i think like his first original like five we didn't even use um and then uh we got Tito to play second guitar and then Taylor um he lives in Panama City he's played in some like other like bands over the years and um and we've just known him for a while and then we just knew like this is his his thing too so we just asked him to play and he was like he was super down um I think originally too I was supposed to play guitar but we were like trying to figure out who would do vocals and then i was just kind of like i feel like i have a lot of shit i want to say and i was like i was like down to do it and they're like okay yeah and then um yeah that was pretty much how the band formed i literally had no idea that you knew how to play the guitar i i, I think it's really interesting that um you wrote some songs for the band i i think that's really cool all right thanks man um yeah we so like my like first kind of hardcore band that I did was with uh Mac back in like 2015 called this band called like Mind Melt. Um it didn't really go anywhere or do anything, but like that was like my first band that I attempted as far as like hardcore and uh well that's not true. I did like another band in like 2013 with my brother that I did vocals on too, but we played like five shows. Um but yeah, Mind Melt was more like walking out style because I'd like gotten into like mental and righteous jams and rampage. And I was like, okay, this is, I fucking love this. And so we did that. And then I started another band with Mac and um, Igor and Rob, they played in Malice. Um, and then the singer of Mind Melt played bass in it. Uh, Oh my God, I completely botched this, but that band's called Apostle and we were like, it's like a thrashy band. We don't really like do anything anymore. We just kind of play shows for fun, like locally now, but uh, yeah. I mean, as far as like hardcore goes, that was like 2015 to like 2017 for me. And then I played in like an alt rock type uh, 90s rock band with, the dude from the guy that wrote the heat seeker 
stuff. Uh, Ryan, uh, he lives in like Austin now, but we did this band called Capsule Hotel, and then Mac also played drums for that too. So we're just like a really tight knit group. <laughs> and uh, did this all take place in Pensacola? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I think that's pretty awesome because. Um, when I think of that area um, for hardcore, I, I think of you guys, like your group of friends, because that's like what I was introduced to um, from that area. So I, I think it's awesome that you have that cool history because I, I feel like sometimes people will start bands and um, hope to get big, but it's just like, um, I, I feel like you just kind of have to do it because you, you never really know like what bands are going to pop off, what bands people are going to care about. I, I just feel like it's important to just do it for the scene, do it for your area and just kind of go with it and, you know, just hope for the best and not get jaded if things don't take off right away or if it doesn't take off at all, because who knows, like the band you're in probably won't be it, but it could be the next band you're in or maybe a couple of years down um, the road, you meet some people and you guys just all click and then you guys do and start a cool band. So I, I think it's awesome that you have that history of playing in a bunch of different bands and, you know, you never gave up, you just stuck with it and you're able to keep it going. I, I think it's really awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was, I've never been able to do like, like big tours or anything. I like think my longest tour was like probably like a week and a half. So, I mean, I try to, so any band I've done, I've like tried to, go do weekends or like three or four days here or there but it was i mean i definitely it was always in the back of my mind i was like uh, i like especially like watching videos of like other bands that like get big i was like oh i just want that to happen like i feel like you know everyone has that like they want their band to be popular but um i just i don't know i just love playing it i love playing with my friends and like i think rob mentioned it on his uh episode when you talked to him like things like can get pretty stale in our scene. Like, I don't know. Um, so like, we just always kind of like to do new things every now and then. And I have like, I just always want to play like different styles of like, I don't know, hardcore or just music in general. So just always down to start bands. I'm trying to start another one. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, me, me and the, the dude that does from within big, we started like another band called hellscape and we're going to record a demo soon. Um, so yeah, just always got stuff in the work. That's cool. I, I, I think it's awesome. Just stay busy and just, you know, keep the scene going. Um, you mentioned briefly that you were in a band with your brother. Is your brother still into hardcore? Um, yeah, but so he lived in Pensacola. Um, like we were both, going to college here and then but now he uh he moved out to jacksonville he was like five hours east from Pensacola, and he got a job out there after he graduated um but we did like the band we did was called broken um we never really played like a few handful of shows but um yeah that was like melodic also like um but he he's the one that like got me into hardcore just pretty much like my whole life I've uh just kind of followed in his footsteps so when he started like playing in like metalcore bands when he was like 14 and I was like 
uh, I don't know, I was like nine or 10. I was just kind of like, kind of hooked on what he did. Just like anything he got into, I got into. So it was cool once he like started letting me like come hang around with like his group of friends and I could go to shows. That's, that's pretty cool. Like I definitely credit my older sister for being a big reason why I'm into the music that I'm into today. And she kind of, um, introduced me to some bands and I just like went crazy and like surpassed her. Cause she like eventually like dropped out, stopped going to shows, whatever. Um, but for me, I just never gave up. Like I'm, I'm, I was like always just like this fiend, like looking for new bands, just trying to soak up like everything that's going on around me and just trying to be knowledgeable and enjoy and be able to participate in the current version of hardcore. So I definitely uh, think that's cool that you had an older brother to kind of show you the way. Yeah, it was, it was sick. Um, I mean, trying to think of like, I remember like we got older and then we both like around the same time, just kind of got sick of like, excuse me, sorry. Of like, uh, metalcore bands, I guess like local ones, you know, cause all like, it was, I don't know, like the same thing over and over again with like these repetitive, like droney breakdowns. And I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of sick of this. And then like, I remember like some shows, uh, there would be like hardcore bands, like rolling through town and that would hop on. And it was like, I remember they would like, <laughs> there was like a band and they played like a 30 second song. And I, my, like, re- that was like my first time like seeing, like a punk hardcore band. I was just like, what the fuck was that? I was like, how is that a song? And then like the more I saw, I was like, okay, I'm like getting into this. And eventually I was like, okay, I just like want fast, like angry stuff. And then, um, my brother like kind of like got into the same thing at the same time. And he showed me like half art and verse. And then like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, this is, this is my thing. I'm down with it. Yeah, like for me, um, in those early days, like I, I used to not want to listen to anything if it wasn't on like MTV or BET, just because I, I thought, um, for music that was it. I was like, if they're not on, and this is me being like younger, I'm like eighth grade going into like my freshman year of high school. I was like, my mindset was like, oh, if if they haven't reached this point in their career, like, are they even worth listening to? So like, I was like, really just like closed minded right. and like the internet was like still like developing and becoming a thing. And it was like in my freshman year of high school, it was like when my sister like showed me a couple bands and then like, I went to like a high school party and found out about MySpace, and then MySpace was it. Like it opened up like all these doors for me just to figure out about like a crazy amount of bands. Like, when I knew a, a tour was coming through, I would look at um, the show. And if there was a band on the lineup that I didn't know about, I would go look for their MySpace, listen to their music and just try to learn the words and um, just be well prepared for the show. Cause I don't want to be there and just like uh, clueless and trying to figure out if I like the band or not. Like I, I always wanted to go into that um, knowing like what I was getting myself into. So uh, I definitely credit, um, like my sister and MySpace to being like these crazy tools to help me figure out all this stuff. Yeah. I remember like, 
back during like MySpace days. Um, uh, like the real player, like when like Windows Media like thing. Um, for some reason, when you would like go to like a MySpace like music page, like a band page or whatever, there was like an attachment or something from the real player um, thing that would like say like do you want to download this song and i was like and i would just download just random like band songs like off of myspace and like make these like big cds um like when i was first like getting into hardcore and like that really helped me like check out different bands and stuff um yeah myspace yeah (laughs) shout out to myspace like uh just being um aware of like the top eight and like when they enabled you to be able to organize your top eight that made it way easier for me to discover bands that i've never heard of because i would just go to a band's page that i liked look at the top eight i'm like okay cool like if i don't know about um a band in somebody's top eight like i'd go and just check it out, see if I liked it or not. And I, I thought that was like really cool and like just like a really cool way. And obviously like bands wanted to help and promote their friends and get them in front of people's eyes. So it was just a great way to just discover new bands, bands that you never even thought to listen to. It was great. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's how I found out about killing the dream. Okay. Which is like one of my all time favorite bands. Um, and my brothers as well, but it was like through just like looking. I remember I kept seeing like their profile like in the top eight, and I'm like a lot of like different bands. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just check this out. And I was like, oh, okay, this is this is my thing, cool. Um, yeah. But def- definitely like back then, too, it was like a lot easier for me to listen to bands and get into them. I don't know what it is now. But like I kind of like I need to wait to see a band live and to really like get a feel for them. I don't know if like you feel the same way. Uh, for me, uh, for me, it's different. Like it, it just depends on the bands. I feel like for me, it, it's always like a different thing because these days I'm you know seeing um, links to band camps like left and right bands on Spotify. Apple music. And I'm just like, shit, like I have to like, um, bookmark these things and, um, listen to them on my time. Like when I have time to try to open my brain up to, um, try to soak in like a new band. Cause there's so many new bands popping up. Um, it, it's hard for me to keep up. So, um, th- yeah. there are times where like bands won't click with me r- like right away and it will be, when I see them live, like, uh, for instance, when we're at, um, FYA, there's like that band construct from Arizona. I'd seen them before and oh, like, yeah. yeah. And like m- my friends are like huge fans of them. I've listened to their music. Like I said, I, I saw them before and thought they were a good band, but just for some reason, seeing them at FYA, um, like, I just don't know why they just, to me sounded like so great, like that day. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I think I understand now why people like this band. Like it, it took me a while to figure it out, but seeing them at FYA, like it, to me, it finally clicked. I was like, okay, like this band is awesome. Yeah, for sure. No, they, uh, they were awesome. They played, uh, Pensacola a few months ago. Okay. And, um, I think it was, I think they played the show with One Step Closer here. 
Um, but they were really awesome. I remember, uh, well, first let me go back and say like, uh, like clarify what I meant by like checking out bands. Like I definitely like, I'll check out bands and I'll be like, okay, this is sick. Um, but for whatever reason, I'm kind of like, I'll listen to it and I know it's sick, but it won't finally click with me until I see them live. I was like, okay, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. It was like, okay, that was sick basically <laughs> but um yeah no construct is awesome uh their set in pensacola was great they put out that like is it like a tour i think it's like a three song promo um and i checked that out before they came here and i really was digging that and then i was like their set fya was also sick so i was really stoked to see him again yeah they definitely put on a great performance um, but yeah, there's just so many, uh, bands popping up and for me, I, I, I definitely want to take the time to actually listen and try to see if like, I, I vibe with the music and obviously there are like a lot of bands popping up and, uh, current bands that are established, still putting out new music. So I, I always just try to find a balance to, um, take time to give the newer bands a shot and try to see what I'm into, what I'm not. And also still pay attention to the bands that have been around and that are still doing things. Yeah, for sure. Same. (laughs) So, uh, was it like the week before FYA? Um, you guys, Burning Strong, put out a new single. Yeah. Um, what was that? I think it was Christmas Eve. We put it out. Um, you know, we've recorded all the music for the the new record like back in October. Okay. And it's just it's just been waiting on me to finish tracking all the vocals, which has just been like a headache because, um. Like we didn't have time to do it uh, there. We recorded with um, John Howard. I'm pretty sure that's his name. And okay. Gainesville, he did the he did the mag record. He did Point of Contact. He did Eco Strike. I'm pretty sure Seed of Pain. Mm-hmm. I think he did Be All End All as well. Oh wow! Um, so once we yeah once we heard those records and we figured out he was like. Uh, somewhat local to us. We we're like, okay, we have to go do it with them because we were debating on going back to the guy that we did the demo with. Um, Alex, which he's recorded. Yeah, Alex Gibson. He's recorded like a bunch of stuff for us and like other bands that we've done. But I kind of just like I wanted something like a little more polished, polished sounding. You know, and um, I was like, if we're gonna do like a full length, let's just let's just go do it with with John, because I was like, we know it's gonna sound like the way we want it to. Not that it it doesn't with Alex, but you know, just it's just different. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I even went back yesterday. I've been doing the vocals with Alex here in town. It's just there's get like schedules. I've been conflicting so it's just kind of taken longer than i would like to but it's almost done i'm going back sunday and i think that'll be the last day and then and it'll be done for so like you go back sunday finish with alex and then he sends those off to um to john and then he mixes everything and that's it yeah yeah we're having john uh master the record as well so okay and um, 
can you talk about how many tracks are going to be on the record? I think it's like 10 or 11. I'm not sure exactly. Um, yeah, I it, like this band has been like very stress-free because it's like three of us writing like me, Rob and Tito, like coming up with riffs and stuff. So like if we, cause we were like debating on what our, we wanted the next release to be. And we were just like, you know what? We have all these songs and just do a full length. Why not? <laughs> so, um, but yeah. 10 or 11, like that. I, I think it's cool because I, I feel like sometimes um, these days like bands don't um, put out full lengths because they talk about they don't want to do like filler tracks. They just want to put out all bangers, um, which is fair. But also like I'm hearing that you guys are going to put out a full length 10 or 11 tracks. To me, that's awesome because that's just like a lot of content for me to consume and being a fan of the demo, being a fan of the new single, like has me excited, like looking forward to being able to listen to um, nine or 10 more new tracks from you guys. I I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to get it out. I think we're all just like ready to, to put it out there. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. I'm completely blank right now. Sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. If, if you remembered your point, um, you can go ahead. It's fine. Uh, well, I was going to say that like we each wrote about like three or four songs. So we kind of just like um, picked from like the lot and we're like, okay, yeah, this song, that song, we'll use that. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's been pretty stress-free and, I feel like it all sounds similar enough to it could be on the same record, but we, it's not like, you know, too much of the same thing. I think, uh, hopefully other people agree that it's like, uh, pretty well-rounded. And I was curious cause I, I, I know you have, um, you know, some songs done. Um, how'd you guys decide on choosing breaking point as being the first single for the record? Um, so those were like, that was like out of three songs that we were choosing from. And um, I don't know, we were kind of like the other songs like would have been fine as well. We just kind of, uh, we kind of couldn't decide because we were all like, oh, this song's good or no, that one's not, that one's good. So we just kind of like asked a few friends outside of the band that we know we can like trust their opinion to like tell us straight like yo which which one as a standalone song is like should be out and um that one like came back uh like the most suggested so that's pretty much how that went and i mean i really like that song um i think there's like a lot of like uh there's like different parts to it it's like got a lot of energy and i i really like the lyrics on it so i was I was like, yeah, let's do that one. Yeah. Speaking of lyrics, I 
definitely like how you guys and I, I try to compliment everybody that does this. I'm definitely um, stoked and appreciate that you put your lyrics on Bandcamp. I, I feel like um, that's a good thing. And there's some bands that don't do it for whatever reason. But for the bands that do do it like you guys, I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure, man. And I was curious, um, along with the single, um, you guys had like the image of, um, you know, Burning Strong, Fire Rages on LP coming spring 2020. Is that going to be the actual cover or is that just like a promo image for the single? Uh, That was, um, it's kind of both. (laughs) Uh, The photo is the same as the photo that we use on the record cover. it's on from within Instagram page. You can see it there. What we're going to use as the record. Um, so we just like uh, use that. I was like, let's just do something simple because we kind of went back and forth on the record cover, like ideas of like how we wanted it to look and stuff. And then I was like, you know, let's make this like um, as easy as possible. Let's just use this photo and like. Um, just put the burning strong on there and then say, we're going to release the album. So I was like, it was, we just, I just wanted it to be really simple. So I was like, they were all down to with it too. And we're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's definitely cool. I like the live shot, um, you know, pictures of, of the band members. So I definitely think it's cool. Yeah. I, I think with like the style, uh, it, it just goes with it as well. And, I mean, it's, I, I really like the photo. So, and yeah. it, it says spring 2020. That's pretty open ended. Do you guys have like a target release date or is this just pending on when things get finished from John? Um, it's really pending, but I don't think it'll take that much longer. So within the next couple months, uh, I'm sure we'll release it. And, hopefully get all of our other stuff on Spotify as well. (laughs) That's the one thing that I feel like we're lacking, but that's coming soon as well. For sure. Yeah. I I feel like, um, and this is me speaking with not having my podcast on Spotify. Um, I definitely think it's cool to put yourself out there on those platforms because it's just um, easier for people to access and just more options outside of just the band camp. Um, so people could be tuning in um not knowing that it was on Bandcamp when they see it on spotify or apple music so it's definitely a cool thing yeah i feel like a lot of people prefer to listen to music on spotify and if something's on Bandcamp, i mean they'll check it out i feel like it's just easier that way so i definitely want to do that but i might be the only one in this but when i listen to podcasts i like pretty much for the most part, only listen through Apple podcasts. Like, I don't know how you'd normally do it or, or what. There's like one podcast I listen to that's on Spotify. That's just cause like, it's my friend's podcast that like they post it or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll check this out. Yeah. I, um, and people ask me why it's not on Spotify. And that's something, um, that I'm, trying to figure out on, on the back end if I want to do it or not. Um, so still trying to decide that, but I normally listen to uh, podcasts through like the native, like Google app that I have on my phone. Cause I have an Android. 
Um, and people like to talk trash on me having a, an Android, whatever, get over it. Um, still a good phone. <laughs> like it's really bad. Like, like people straight up have told me like, yo, like I don't want to text you because I don't want to see yeah. a, a green bubble. And I'm just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I definitely get it. I, a lot of people I work with though also have like Android cause I like, I do. I work in like IT, and okay. stuff, so like I, I, I know what you mean. I like I get it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I try to explain to people like, yo, like the phone I have isn't because I'm poor. Um, like the hardware in it is nice, and I'll um have to like take a picture with my camera to show them like how advanced it is, and then people will be like oh, okay I, I guess your phone isn't like, like a poor phone which i'm like dude whatever maybe like what if it was a poor phone you don't want to talk to me because i have a poor phone like sorry <laughs> sorry i can't have the yeah, latest sure. iphone um but yeah so i have an android um and it's fine i have a nice android um but even if it wasn't a nice one like i wish people wouldn't try to put me in this poor box yeah no and i i like what i meant by that too was like I a lot of people I work with are like super techie and they just love what they're able to do with Android. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it makes sense, you know, like I get it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just funny, but, um, man, how do we even get to Android now? Now I'm so confused. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty much, uh, just going to stick with Apple and iPhone. I think forever though. I'm not gonna lie it was um it was kind of a challenge to get out of like the apple like ecosystem because there was like a lot of people texting me and they're because they had iphones as well so they were texting um my number but it was getting sent to my iMessage and it wasn't shooting it out as a text message so there was a lot of people that thought I was just like straight up ignoring them but it's just like no your texts are probably getting (laughs) sent to my iMessage that I don't even look at anymore um, because I don't have an iPhone so it's just like I'm sorry and I'm sure there's people still out there who have been texting me thinking that I've just been ignoring them but it's like I'm not I'm sorry and I I never really made an announcement either that I was switching to Android because to me it's like not that big of a deal I've had an Android phone um, prior to having an iPhone so to me it was just like okay whatever I'm switching to another phone like I I didn't think it'd be like this big deal. Like I got kicked out of my group chat because they didn't want me in there because it was like messing up everybody's phones. <laughs> it was like this big ordeal. But I was just like, oh, I was like, all right, that's fine. And I was like, I, I can't be in the group chat. Um, it's not that big of a deal to me. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, that wasn't difficult. You difficult for you though to like to make that switch. Um, I think I'd me- be like super reluctant. Um. It honestly it had been something that I'd been toying with for like a really long time just because um, I don't really use anything Apple like outside of my iPhone. So there wasn't like that, like a whole lot of benefit to me using an iPhone. Like I don't have an iPad. I don't have a Mac. Um, so I was just like, oh, I was like, this is weird because like when I'm on my phone, like it's cool, it's nice. Um, but then like I go home and I'm on my like computer and like, it just didn't really benefit me, um, in a whole lot of ways. And there was just like other hardware out that I wanted to experience because I follow some like techie YouTubers and I was always curious, um, to see what it's like because it had been a really long time since I had owned an Android phone. So the advancements that they had made with the software and all the cool new hardware coming out, I just, it was just foreign to me and I always wanted to see what else was out there. So, um, it, 
took me a while to make the jump. And honestly, the only reason why I made the jump was because I broke my iPhone X because I, I got like really mad. It was like a stupid situation. I got mad, broke my phone, whatever. And <laughs> I went to the Apple store to um, to see if they could fix my phone or if I could buy a new phone. But they, they wouldn't let me in the store because it was like just closing. So I was like, OK, I was like, well, I was like, this is probably the universe telling me maybe I should finally make that jump because if it wasn't now, then I probably would have never done it. So the fact that yeah, I um, wasn't able to go out um, and buy, cause I was going to just outright buy a new phone because it was just like, it was cheaper to buy a new phone than pay for them to fix my iPhone X because um, they stopped manufacturing them at the time. Cause this was before the 11 um, and it was just cheaper for me to buy one new instead of paying for them to replace the glass and um, oh crap. Uh, and uh I was like, okay, cool. Like, I just need to do that, which uh, makes like more sense. And um, I was like, okay, cool. Trying to buy the new phone, but they won't let me in. So I was like, screw that. I'm just going to get an Android. And then I had my eye on the Google Pixel 3 and me being like the biggest idiot. And this me going like, this is like a long story. So I, I have to finish it now. We're this far in. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Like, let me get this, uh, Google pixel three. Cause I had some friends who had owned it and was really nice. So I was like, cool. Like I want to try it out. And <laughs> me being an idiot, I, I bought one off Craigslist from this guy. He swore up and down that it was nice. It wasn't stolen. He, um, he, it came with like all the, like the original packaging and he knew like all these like technical terms, um, stuff that like, I didn't think like a thief would know about. So I was like, cool. <laughs> Um, uh, handed over like, I think I paid like, uh, I, th- I think I paid like $700 for this phone. So paid this guy $700. No yeah. So paid this guy $700 for this, um, Google pixel three and, um, and I was like, cool. And like, it worked, right? Like everything was fine. It worked. He went about his day, like whatever. And I went home, went to sleep, went to work the next day. And I work really early. Like, like I started like three in the morning and my phone wasn't working. And I was like, what the hell? Like what's wrong with my phone? And sure enough, somebody reported the phone is stolen. So I was like, no way. I was like, I was like, never in my life would I thought I would have gotten scammed. I shouldn't have trusted this guy. Like I I should have known better. So I was like, I was like, fuck my life. I'm just out $700, whatever. I was like, I'm going to finish work. Then I'll have to go buy another phone. But, um, while I was working, I, I, I like texted the guy. I was like, yo, like, um, I don't know what happened, but somebody reported the phone is stolen. Like, is there any way like, um, we can try to figure this out. So, um, it was really strange. He, he, he actually, no, no, he didn't ghost me. He got back to me. He was like, yo, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't understand why that happened. Like, let me call and try to, um, report that like you know i bought the phone i have the receipt like it shouldn't have been reported stolen and um i guess he tried all that it didn't work and then he hit me back up and was like yo like i'm so sorry like let's meet back up like i'll give you your money back and i was blown away like i didn't think he would come back at all so we eventually met back up like after i got off work i gave him the phone back and he gave me all my money back and he apologized profusely claims he didn't know why the phone got reported stolen he says that that shouldn't have happened and he apologized for the inconvenience and literally gave me all my money back and i was so surprised because i i never would have thought he would have came back i thought he would have just kept the 700 and you know just minded his own business but no he legit came back and gave me all my money back Damn. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like best case scenario. 
Yeah, dude, it was it was just such a crazy story. And like, I could not believe that he came back and gave me every single dollar back. I, I thought he would have just tried to like, you know, blown me off or ghosted me, but he literally came back and gave me everything. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anything, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay with my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. iPhones are fine. And like, I, I know people like to talk trash, whatever, but iPhones are great. Um, I, I think they're a great piece of hardware. Like I, um, have, uh, messed around with the new iPhone 11, the pro pro max. And it's a great phone. Like there's, um, no place for me to talk crap about it. Cause I like it. Um, when I go back, uh, it, I, I don't know if I would go back just because, um, I, I just really like where I'm at. Yeah, for sure. I, I get it. Once you like get used to it and it, you probably just realize it's more your thing. Makes sense. I still got an eight though. Like I'd like to get the 11, but like my phone still works fine. I don't need to okay. spend any more money on that shit. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm surprised it's still working fine. Cause I know they, they always, um, you know, hit the older phones with the, those weird slowdowns and like the battery issues when the newer stuff comes out. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is like the battery's starting to shit out, but other than that, still, still going. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, cause the, the, the eights aren't even like that old. If you think about it, it's just like what, two years old. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got it, what, 2017, 2018? So, it's fine. Yeah, you're fine. Um, But that's crazy. We went on some weird tangent about iPhones and Androids. But I have a... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, uh, you're you're totally fine. And if if you're going to say something, go for it. Oh, okay. Well, this is like kind of just random. I saw that you tweeted that you finished you. Oh yes, I did. You know, yeah. I got. I had never even heard of that show till about a week ago. Like a, a couple of my friends were like, "Yo, oh, have wow. you?" Yeah, they're like, "Have you seen you?" I'm like, "I don't know what the hell that is." And they're like, "Oh, it, like season two just came out." And I was like, "Ah," I was like, "I've never heard of it." And then it, it's just that thing. Like you never knew it existed, but as soon as like one person mentions it to you, you start seeing it everywhere. I was kind of put in that situation because I'd never heard of it. My buddy asked me about it and then I just started seeing memes and people talking about it on Twitter. And I was like, wow, I guess I've been under a rock because I'd never even heard of this show before. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you a fan? Um, have, have you watched it? Uh, yeah, I finished it. Um, I'll say the, I don't want to give out any spoilers for anyone that like hasn't finished it yet or whatever, but the first episode I remember like just watching it and just like, I think I don't, I think I hate this like of season two. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like at the end of the episode, I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Um, I think I'm back in. And then like towards like the end of the season again, I was, my impression was just like, uh, come on. Like, are you serious? Like God, like this guy just fucking, Sucks. <laughs> which is like crazy to think about how many like people in real life uh think like he does like you know as far as like romanticizing people that you don't even know it's, it's so crazy like dude people actually like do this shit what the fuck yeah it made me feel so like out of tune when it comes to like 
uh, dating and relationships because I've been single for like about, I think, two years uh, maybe and whatever like I've slid in DMs here and there hung out with girls like here and there <laughs> nothing serious true. but just yeah, true. Um, but seeing like the um, shit that uh, you know uh, I, I, what the hell is oh, Joe the main character Joe what Joe and Beck were going through I was like god damn I was like I, I, I don't even know if I could like handle all that all like just the things that she would like put him through and obviously like I'm not anything like joe like i'm not like a weird stalker um you know hiding out in front of people's houses or breaking into their houses just trying to get to know them better never done anything like that um so can't relate with him but just like seeing what they go through i was like holy shit like that's so crazy yeah um what was your overall impression of the show now that you're done um overall impression um i enjoyed it way more than I thought I would um, because I um, so I, I downloaded like the first five episodes to watch on my flight home from Florida and I yeah. watched I, I watched all five and I'm like oh shit this is actually really good and when I got back to California from Tampa like I was on um, and I'm still on vacation from work so I uh, drove down to Palm Springs to my parents house and then I literally just binged the last half of season one and then the next day I watched all of season two and I was like damn I was like I'm definitely a piece of shit for laying here all day and just watching this show but I was really satisfied with <laughs> um, finally being able or being caught up um, quote unquote but but um, I, I definitely enjoyed the show. Uh, season three, like uh, obviously, I don't know anything about season three. Maybe there won't be a season three. Um, a spoiler alert! But I feel like the, where they ended off in season two, I feel like they could have just left it alone. Yeah, true. Um, it's kind of just like you, uh, my my thing at the end was like you just you can't be serious, like. <laughs> why uh, I like I don't want to say what exactly but it's just like I I fuck this guy basically okay so let, let me ask you this um, season one season two yeah which girl would you prefer um, Beck or love uh, are we uh, I guess Beck I would say. Okay. What about you? Um, I'm a sucker for blondes. Uh, and I definitely um, would prefer Beck over love. And not being biased because obviously we finished the show and, and um, we're talking in code, whatever, no spoilers. But um, overall, I would prefer Beck. True. Same. <laughs> okay. Well, um, <laughs> um I'm, you know, you know, what's funny is like, you're the first person that I've actually talked like kind of in depth about the show. Cause since I've been gone on vacation and watched the show, um, I haven't um, seen any of my friends, so uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody about it. So this is kind of fun. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I feel cause I remember when I saw you at FYA, you're like, yeah, I'll be on vacation. still." So. that was like a week ago. It feels like a month or longer, but dude, so Dude, I mean, you're, you're telling me. On vacation. I wish I was on vacation. So I feel like I'm unemployed because I haven't uh, gone to work, uh, and like I obviously like I, I have my work phone with me, so like I'm still getting like updates on like um, these meetings and stuff that we have to go to. 
So, um, yeah. so it's nice to know that like, I still have a job, but like I've been off work for <laughs> like for what seems like an eternity. Like, I, I seriously feel like unemployed yeah. and it's just weird, but I go back Monday. So it'll, it'll be nice to just get back to work and kind of get back into like the normal days and, you know, just not me laying around all day. Cause I sometimes go a little crazy. Yeah. No, I understand. Like nice for a day. And then you're like, oh damn, I want to go back. But yeah, yeah. I definitely like. I wish I was able to take off more days, but I was like trying to save my PTO because I only have so much. And um, like once this record, once we drop this record, like um, we definitely like want to go out more to different cities and uh, start playing out of town a lot more. So I got to save all my time off. Yeah. You got to save it come out West. Cause I feel like, um, Here. Your guys' style would obviously go over well out here in Southern California. Kids would love that style. I would love, I would love to play anyone that's listening to this from anywhere, Southern California, wherever. If you want us to come play, hit me up. Hit any of us up. Um, I remember, I think Tito met one of the dudes from Absara. Okay. Uh, I think his name is Kyle. Yes, Kyle, Kyle Cool. He's he's a homie. He's a really nice guy. Oh, okay, sick. Yeah. Um I I uh he introduced himself to me like on the last night at FYA, like kinda like in passing as he was leaving. Um so I was like that was cool to meet him, but uh I mean he had mentioned like if we like wanted to come out there. Um so Kyle, if you're listening, hit me up. Let's let's get this let's get this going. I wanna set some things up. <laughs> Yeah, that that'd be awesome. <laughs> Burning strong on the West Coast. Yeah, for sure. I've never even been to California before, so I definitely would just love to come out there. Really? Have you mentioned that to me before? Because that sounds familiar, but I'm not sure if we've talked about that. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, the only time I've like been out west was like I went to Seattle a couple of years ago just to like visit a friend and then like I've been as far as like Texas as well, but never made my way down to California. So hopefully this year we'll change that. Yeah. Burning strong. Get you guys out here and play with all the awesome bands from California. It'd, it'd be cool to see you do like a run with uh fury, fury and burning strong. I feel like that'd be like a really awesome. Dude, okay. We haven't talked about that yet. Um, one Fury is like probably my top favorite like current hardcore band. Okay. This past like decade, but um, the video from America's Hardcore man, you you hooked it up with the link to the video, and I sent it to my brother because he also loves them, and I sent it to Mac because Mac and I have like talked about watching or like wanting to rewatch that video of their set from like 2014 for like years like we talk about all the time like dude i just wish i could watch that video one more time and like once you sent it to me i like sent it to mac and he like freaked out and, I, and he, he was like he texted me today he's like dude i watched the video like 10 times already i was like dude same <laughs> yeah like I, I was um at home and i was just going through my dms on twitter and i noticed that 
I, I didn't have like a recent one from you when I should have, because I know that I was supposed to send it, um, send that video to you. And I, I noticed I sent it to the wrong person. So I'm like, Oh shit. And I was like, I hope, um, Kevin doesn't think I was a liar about that video. So like I instantly, um, grabbed the link again and sent it to you. And, and then I texted you because I wanted you to, to get it because, um, you know, it was, it was my bad for sending it to the wrong person. Oh yeah. It's all good. I, uh, I definitely like was kind of like, she says he sent it. I don't know. Cause I don't have it. <laughs> I mean, I was definitely going to text you like, Hey man, um, you mind like sending it again? I don't, I don't know if it went through, <laughs> but I'm glad that you were finally able to get it to me. Cause I'm probably going to watch it again tonight. Um, but it's like the, just watching it, it just feels like you're there. Like the crowd just going wild. And I love all the songs, like the demo and then like the kingdom come. Is, yeah. that, is that the name of it? Yeah. Yeah. Kingdom um, come. Yeah. It was uh, still a okay, trip to me um, that so many kids out there were so tuned into that band that early on. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, so, and I like, like that. For, right, go ahead. That's like their shit, you know? Yeah. Like the people that um, go to like America's hardcore, like they, that's their style for sure. Yeah. It's just awesome to know that um, there are like a lot of people paying attention and for me, like it had been a really long time since I seen that video. So I, I went back and watched it and it, it was crazy for me to be able to pick out people that I know now versus back when that video came out, they were just like, you know, just random faces to me. So it's cool to go back and be able to yeah. be like, Oh shit. Like, like so-and-so's like out there, you know, killing it like singing along. It's cool. You know, it's, it's, it's cool to be able to um, like take a look back into 2014 and watch like that insane set. Yeah. Um, which, which is crazy because like, um, uh, I, I don't know the guy personally who, f um, uh, uploaded the video. Um, I know, um, something something went down with him and um not a lot of people are a fan of his so i, I think that's why he kind of went under the radar and made like a lot of his stuff um like uh, kind of private or um, you know you, or you can watch him only if you have the links so i feel like um somebody like one of us has to just like download the video before he like completely takes it down and we never watch it again yeah for sure i uh i don't know what happened either or whatever i know i heard it was like something sketchy but i was like come on man you don't have to like deprive us all of like just because you're fucking like outed or whatever like i just want to watch this video i'll pay you. <laughs> yeah well no, i don't have to um to be fair i i know some bands um that were filmed by him had reached out and were like yo like take our stuff down because like we don't want to be like like tied to you so Maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, so maybe that's sure. why. Who knows? Um, I, I've never talked to the guy personally, um, but uh, but the stuff that he has uploaded, he's done some great sets. Um, I, but yeah. but it's a bummer. So get the link however you can. And shout out to Evan. Evan was the like uh, like he played a key part in all this. He showed me Burning Strong. Okay. Sent me the link. So shout out to Evan. I need the um, man. I need to meet Evan. Oh, dude, you know what? I was um, like, because because Evan, because like obviously, is a fan of your band, and um, like obviously he was hyped up um, with me uh, talking about you guys and how nice all of you guys are. Um, he wanted me to introduce uh, him to you, and I was going to, but Evan is the guy who um, ended up getting sick and um, going to the hospital. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, he had to miss, uh, the second day of FYA, um, cause he was in the hospital like the whole day and he didn't make it to the fest and that's where I was supposed to, um, make the introduction. But, um, but unfortunately he wasn't there. So that's like a big yeah. bummer. Um, that's like, I hope he's okay now. Shit. Yeah, yeah, he's like way better than he was. He's actually um he had to stay behind in Tampa. I, I think for like um two extra days, if I remember correctly, but he's home now. Um so he uh Damn. got um better, was able to fly home and he's uh still recovering because uh, it was like some it was, it was like a weird blood issue. Um so he he's still um re- recovering and he has to see a doctor to make sure that he's still on that road to recovery to make sure that um his blood is healthy and he doesn't have to go back to the hospital. But um he was uh definitely well enough to come home, which was a great sign because we were all like pretty scared for him. Yeah, no, that sounds really serious. So um I'm glad like everything cleared up for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, like a lot of people like were reaching out, even like, um, like my friends who didn't know him, they just knew that I had to go to the hospital to check on my friend. They were, um, you know, nice enough and people were asking like for updates. So, so it's cool to see that people, um, you know, a lot of people cared and were like worried about him, but, uh, um, he's definitely, um, way healthier now and he's home. Damn. Well, that's good, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, so Burning Strong, Fury, West Coast, Burning. West Coast tour. Uh, I'm 100 percent down. Let's, let's make it happen. I don't, <laughs> I don't know any of the Fury too, but I that would like I could stop playing music after that. <laughs> okay, I'll um reach out um and see what people think and see what we could get going. I'll I'll just I'll just throw some feelers out there and kind of let the universe do the rest of the work. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, Kevin, this has definitely been a pleasure. I'm a huge fan of Burning Strong, Florida Hardcore, and I'm really happy to be able to call you a friend, and I'm happy that you were down to come on and do this. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, thank you for having me on, man. I really appreciate you reaching out and asking me to do this with you because, like, I definitely was already like a fan and listening to it. So it's, I've, this is like the first podcast I've done. So this is really cool to be a part of it. And I hope you keep putting out more. Man. Thank you. And before we sign off, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Uh, yeah. Um, look out for the burning strong record coming out in the next few months. Uh, if anyone like wants us to come play some shows, where you live we have an instagram now at burning strong fl um everyone should check out rob and max other band it's not hardcore uh if you're like into gin blossoms and like goo dolls and stuff it's called glazed eyes uh they have a band camp i don't know spotify check that out um but yeah thank you appreciate it man All right. Well, there you guys have it. It's been another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top.